You're tuning in to the Be Fiercely You podcast, the podcast where women find their power and confidence by slaying doubt, creating a foundation of self-love, and by tapping into their inner fierce. I am your host, Heather Nicole, and I'm here to help you become the fierce queen you are meant to be. Together, we will conquer your fears, let go of others' judgment, and unlock your inner badass. So who's with me? Are you ready to take your life into your own hands and discover the possibilities that await you? Let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Be Fiercely You podcast. My name is Heather, and I am your host, and if you are coming back for another episode. Welcome, my queen. If you are joining us for the first time, hello, and you have come to the right place. If you are looking for somewhere that is going to change your life, uplift you, and just give you some life advice, you are in the right place, my friend. And today is a perfect episode for you to be joining us on because I am going to be talking about my five rules of life, the five things that I live by, five things that have changed my life in some way, shape, or form that have shaped me into who I am today that have been big enough and important enough in my life that I've made a rule by it, and that's how I live my life. Um, Before we jump into that, I want to tell you guys about my new course that I am so freaking excited about, guys. This has been something that has been on my mind for a really long time. I've been wanting to bring you a course, but, you know, I was allowing perfectionism to get in the way, and I was allowing imposter syndrome to get in the way, and I was allowing my doubt to get in the way, but no more. I have been doing so much internal work over the past six months, and I am proud to say that I have an amazing freaking course for you guys. It is called Permission to Shift permission to shift into the woman that you want to be permission to shift into the life that you want to have okay this course is going to be about shifting into your power shifting into your strength shifting into warrior mode this is for the woman who doubts her herself who doubts her abilities who you know, is at work every day and feels like they could be giving so much more, but they doubt themselves. Or maybe you're at work and you work at a mainly uh, male business and you find yourself kind of falling back into the shadow and allowing their masculinity to take over because you know, if a woman is powerful in business, that must mean that she's bossy or that must mean that she's controlling or that must mean she's a bitch, right? So it keeps us, that that mindset keeps us from really putting ourselves out there, from living our most authentic life. I want to say fuck the rules that society has put on women and I want to shift you out of that mindset. I want to shift you out of thinking that because you're a mom, you can't go out and have fun or you can't do things for yourself, okay? I want you to regain your individuality. I want you to regain your confidence. I want you to regain your strength and your power so that you can live life by your own rules, by taking control of your life again and not letting other people make decisions for you, not letting other people get in the way of what you want to do with your time of the things that make you happy. 
that's what this course is all about. It's shifting into that mindset. It's shifting into that badass woman. The one that says, you know what? No, I don't want to do that today because I was already planning on doing this for myself. You know, I already had a manicure scheduled today. You know, unfortunately, I can't do that lunch or I can't do that meeting or I can't go to that party. It's okay to say no. And that's where we're going to get you. I want to get you into that mindset. I want you to feel the same way I do when it comes to what society has set as a standard for women. Fuck that. I'm going to be me. I'm going to live by my own rules. I'm going to make myself happy and I'm going to be fulfilled because of it. I'm going to be happier because of it. I'm going to be stronger because of it. And I'm going to just radiate that energy that is confidence. And I want that for you. Because I know how fucking awesome it feels to be that way and to feel that way. And I want you to feel it too. So that is an exclusive first taste of what the new course is going to be about. Again, it's called Permission to Shift. And I have not set a release date yet. You guys will be hearing more about it in the coming weeks. But because I love my podcast listeners, I wanted to give you a little pre-taste. You know, I wanted you to have the first in on what's to come because there are big things coming for Heather Nicole Coaching, for the Be Fiercely brand, and I'm super freaking excited about it. So the podcast is the best place for you to get all of the latest updates. And I think that's all I wanted to tell you before we jump into today's episode. So here we go. The five rules that I personally live by five rules of life. Okay. Number one, and hear me when I say this to you, life is way too short to be miserable. And that means in your personal life, in your business life, it's worth it to put yourself first and do what's best for you. Hint, this is something we're going to be talking about in the course, okay? You becoming, feeling worthy of putting yourself first and doing what's best for you. I'm going to tell you guys a story, okay? I, so I am... My full-time job right now is a paralegal, and I've been doing this for nine years, geez, nine years now. Um, And, you know, I've had a lot of up and downs in it. I started by um, getting into real estate uh, because in Delaware, an attorney has to do the real estate transaction. Um, So the paralegal is kind of the point person between the realtors, the buyers, the sellers, the mortgage company, and the attorney. And, you know, we're in charge of getting all the paperwork together and making sure everything goes smoothly. Um, So to say the least, it's a very demanding job. Commuting up to Philadelphia every day. So for those of you that don't know, it's really, really tough. Now, when I first started, I loved it. Like, I was so into you would take a train you know, up there, which also takes about an hour, which hour I really half. like. 
Um, and you know, you know, I will not to get bored having easily. to wait for the train. So I need to continue to stimulate with my the mind train that calls things. it to so stop something randomly on the tracks like and have you stuck for hours at a time. Called to do it was tough. It was tough. Not to mention the environment, the work environment was more of a revolving door than anything. Um, you know, it was a place for, you know, pretty much it was just like a work mill. They would take people out of high school that didn't have degrees and put them into these positions where they were just doing very repetitive, like data entry work. Um, and being one of the few people who actually had a degree there, um, you know, I actually, I moved up quickly. Um, you know, I moved from one department to another within the first month of myself of being there. And then about a year after that, they moved me to be a team leader of a different department. And while I learned a lot and I definitely had quite an experience there that I will never forget, it was, it was just not for me. It was not for me anymore. So I left there because I wasn't happy. Then I went back to the attorney who I did my internship with someone who I had a great rapport with a great relationship with. And I went to work for her and I worked for her from 2014, um, to 2018. And we had a great run. You know, she had a booming business and we joined when I started working for her, we were with a firm, but then she decided to go out on her own. So I helped her open that firm and, you know, we kicked ass. We were a women team and we were awesome. It was awesome. Now, just like any good thing, you know, sometimes they run their course and me and this boss started to grow apart and we didn't make as good of a team as we used to anymore. And we weren't seeing eye to eye. And I think a lot of it maybe had to do with the stress and, you know, the business was growing. There were more employees and, you know, it was just getting a little bit tougher. So I made the decision that it was time for me to leave. So I interviewed with someone, um, who had another real estate firm and I got the job. I was offered $8,000 more a year in my salary to go work for her plus bonuses. Um, so it was a dream come true. I was like, dang, I'm making, I'm going to make a ton more money. Um, you know, it's a whole new environment, new people. It should be great. Well, I started working there. Um, when did I start working there? September? Yes, September. And then by April, I could not take it any longer and I put in my notice. It was an extremely toxic situation. Um, my fellow employees were, um, not professional, not all of them, but some of them were not professional. Um, there was a family situation going on and the two of them rarely got along. Um, not to mention there was a lot thrown on my plate because, uh, when I joined, I was really the only person besides the attorney who had any real real estate experience. So people leaned on me and wanted me to help them and teach them. But unfortunately they weren't receptive to that learning. Um, so, you know, it, it resulted in more work on my part 
And it just got to the point where I could not take it anymore. The money wasn't worth it anymore. I, I, I had a day and I said, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm done. I wrote my notice. I gave it to the office manager. And the next morning, um, the attorney called me into her office and told me that I didn't have to work two weeks, that I could just leave them. So that was that. Um, but you know what? <laughs> I was so relieved when I walked out of that building because I knew just how many times I had walked out of that building before and gone to my car and cried or how many times I had been on my way to that building and been crying because I didn't want to go in there or how many times I left on my lunch break to go talk to my boyfriend because I was so incredibly stressed out and I just needed to vent and get it all off of my chest. You know, there were so many times where I wasn't being myself, you know, I was frustrated with work and I'd take it home and it would always turn into some kind of, of argument or something at home, or I wasn't being present with my daughter because I was so distracted with work. You know, it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. My happiness was way more important to me than any paycheck could be. So when I put that notice in, I had no backup plan. Okay. I, I, had no backup plan. At the time, this business was not making money. Um, and the, the silver lining here, the great thing was that this allowed me the opportunity to grow my business and really dig in deep as to what I wanted to do with my business. Um, so I left with, like I said, no backup plan, no income. I filed for unemployment, but she fought it because I had put in a notice um, and was going to be quitting anyway. And the Department of Labor agreed with her and I did not get my unemployment, which I kind of assumed anyway, but you know, it was more about the principle. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't working, didn't have an income that summer. So me and Floyd spent the summer together. We spent the summer working on our businesses and working on ourselves. We spent the summer going to antique shops. We spent the summer um, going to flea markets and selling stuff, you know, and making money that way and doing what we could to just keep our life on track. And while it was really stressful, it was still so much fun. I had no boss to answer to. I really got to spend time on myself and I really found my passion in my business and what I wanted to do with it. And if I didn't have that summer, actually it was more than a summer because I left there the end of April and I didn't start working again until December. So about six months. Um, but it was awesome. And it was so fucking worth it because if I had spent those six months at that job losing my mind, I would be completely gray headed by now. I, my hair would be completely gray. I would have completely lost my mind and I would definitely not be the person that I am today if I had stayed in that job. Absolutely no way. It was soul sucking and I couldn't do it to myself any longer. So I chose myself. I chose my happiness and I said, fuck this. I'm not going to live my life as a miserable person. So I say all that to tell you that life is too damn short. 
Put yourself first. Do what's best for you. It's okay. It's your life. Remember that the next time that you're faced with some decision that you really don't want to do, but you feel obligated to do it. No, the only obligation that you have is to yourself. That's rule number one. Don't do something miserable just because. If you're not passionate about it, if it's not making you happy, screw it. Number two, my second rule. Here's the thing, and I don't mean to be rude when I say this, but you will never be liked by any, by everyone, by anyone. You'll be liked by plenty of people, but not by everyone. It's impossible. We're all different. We're all unique. You're bound to butt heads with some people and that's okay. That's all right. Who the hell cares? There are plenty of people out there that love you, that adore you, that, that find you funny, that find you attractive, that want to be in your life. Don't worry about the people that don't. Okay. So the rule is you're never going to be liked by everyone. So just get over it now. Get over the idea and that, that, that just nagging feeling that you have to try to please people and that you have to try to be liked by everyone. No, somebody is going to find something they don't like about you. It just is what it is. Okay. Ketchup and mustard are two of the most famous condiments. Okay. They're delicious. I like them both, but there are plenty of people that hate fucking ketchup and there are plenty of people that hate mustard. Why you can't be liked by everyone. It just is what it is. Everybody has their personal tastes. Everybody has their own opinions and, you know, their own life experiences that have given them their, those opinions. So it is what it is. Honestly, I don't want to be liked by everyone. I don't want to be liked by everyone because that means that I have completely conformed into what they want me to be. And I don't want that for myself. I want to be me. I want to be Heather. I want to be my authentic self. I just want to live my life and be happy and not worry about what people think. I don't want to be worried if they're going to like what I wear today, if they like how I have my hair. I don't care if people like my my car. My car is crappy, okay? It is what it is. I don't care what, what you think. You know, I'm not here to impress you. I got over that a long time ago. I encourage you, encourage you, highly encourage you. To stop worrying so much about whether somebody likes you or not. You're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to make yourself miserable. You're going to spend your time changing who you are to be who they want you to be just so that they'll like you. And then what? What's so great about that person anyway? There's so many amazing people in the world and there are people out there that will accept you for you and that love you for you. Why not put the time and energy into those relationships instead of trying to force someone to like some image of you that you think they want to see? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Your happiness is what's worth it, right? Let's get back to number one. Don't do something that makes you miserable just because. Life's too short for that shit. So just remember, not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. All right? Number three, and this is a big one for me. I say it all the time. Find the silver lining. Find the positive. Doing that makes any situation better. I promise you. 
Okay. Me and my fiance have this conversation all the time. Always say, find the positive. Let's find the positive. Let's find the positive. Let's find the silver lining. What's the good in this? And there's always something sitting in traffic that gives us a little bit more time to talk or spend a little bit more time together. Okay. Yeah. I'm waking up late for work. Yeah. I'm going to be late for work, but I got a little bit extra sleep and that must mean my body really needed it. Try to look at it as a positive. You're going to be late anyway. At least try to stay positive. I, my, my biggest thing in life is just being positive. Like I really strive for not allowing negativity to take over. Like most people that I I am around on a regular basis will tell you that I'm really a genuinely positive, happy person because I don't let shit bring me down. I don't, I just don't have time for it. Of course I'm human. There are things that annoy me. I get frustrated. I get annoyed. I get angry, but I don't hold on to those things. I've done the work. I have, you know, reflected on it thought about it. What does it do for me? Nothing. So I let it go. You know, I've put in the time to practice the tools and use the things that I tell you guys and move past it. Finding that positive, finding that silver lining. That's how I do it. And I've just conditioned myself just to do that automatically. I don't even process the negative at this point. I just am automatically looking for the positive. You know, I'm like, it is what it is. What's the positive in this? Let's move forward. That's just my automatic response anymore. It didn't used to be. I know it's fucking hard. Trust me. I get it. But it's worth it to try to make that change. To tr- like just put in a little bit of effort to try to find the positive. You'll be surprised at how changing your mindset and changing your perspective on something can just change your whole day around, really, if you let it. So that's number three. Find that silver lining. Find the positive in your day-to-day activities. It will just set you up for such a better day, for a happier mindset, a more positive mindset. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more permanent it is. All right. Number four, my fourth rule that I live by. And truly, if I'm being completely honest with you, the only rule here that um, I'm really truly practicing currently to get better at is my reaction. Okay. Your reaction matters. It doesn't only matter to other people, but it matters for your future self. Okay, so let me explain. You know, if you have, if you get into a fight with your significant other, or you have a really bad day at work, or your kids are acting up, okay, how do you react in those situations? When you are under stress, when you are, you know, really pushing your limits, how do you react? Think about that for a minute. Now, are you proud of your reactions? And you look at yourself in those situations, you say, oh, I handle them pretty well. Or do you, can you, could you say, if you're being honest with yourself, oh, you know, maybe I do overreact sometimes. Maybe I do, you know, yell at people when I shouldn't. 
or, you know, I hold on to things longer than I should, or, you know, maybe I got upset about something I really didn't need to be upset about. It was kind of silly. That matters. Those people that you were yelling at when you really didn't need to be, it matters to them that you reacted that way. And it matters to your future self because is that the person you want to be? You have to ask yourself that. And like I said, this is the one step that I'm currently really focused on and working on because I do tend to just react instead of thinking before I react. And it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to kind of stop in a moment because this the world that we live in now is just so fast-paced, right? People just want um, immediate satisfaction with things. So if you, if somebody says something to you, they want an answer when you ask, right? (laughs) Like, or if they, if you're in a conversation, they want you to respond. So we're used to people expecting this quick response out of us. You know, they were used to people expecting us to text back. They're used, we're used to people expecting us to be available when they call. But if you step back from that and take a look at what you're doing and you pause before you react, you may realize that that first initial reaction might not be appropriate. Your rational mind will should kick in, say, hey, maybe, maybe you should say this instead. Or maybe you should do this this way. You know, maybe you shouldn't just start kicking and screaming. Maybe you should try to have a conversation. Taking that second and learning to fall into that space of quietness to allow yourself to think. And to give yourself permission to do that. Because, hello, again, we live in a world where people want immediate reaction. They want immediate satisfaction. They're going to be like... At first, it's going to seem like, oh, like I, I can't do this. They need an answer out of me now. No, screw that. Remember, we're working on not worrying about what people think about us. We're doing what makes us happy. So let's stop and think about what makes us happy. What's the right thing to do? What kind of person do I want to be? How should I respond to this right now? Your reaction matters. Your response matters. It sets the tone for who you're going to be. It sets the tone for how people react to you in return, right? If you're a jerk to someone, more than likely they're going to be a jerk back to you. Your reaction matters. Take some time to think about how you react in those stressful situations. When you're frustrated, when you're annoyed, how do you talk to people? What are your behaviors? What are your habits? Okay. Do you immediately fall into drinking or drugs Or do you fall into, you know, a depression where, well, I don't want to use the word depression because depression is, you know, a mental illness that is, is different than this. Um, you know, I want to say, um, pity party. Let's do that. Okay. You're having a bad day and you're just throwing yourself a pity party and you're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm sitting in bed. I'm not talking to anybody today. You know, I'm going to sit in the dark. I want people to feel bad for me. That kind of reaction. You know, how, how is, do you do that? 
or are you a go-getter? Are you like, you know what? No, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to find that silver lining and I'm going to push on. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to react in a way that reflects the person I want to be. That's what you need to focus on. Now, my fifth rule, the fifth thing that I live by and that I remind myself and tell myself is this. When I get annoyed or frustrated or anxious, because I've talked about it before, I'm going to do a whole episode on it um, on here, but um, my anxiety, when I get anxious, which is really the main time that I use this or when I get really angry, <laughs> the rule is to focus on what you can control. Focus on one thing that you can control in that moment. When you get super angry, you're seeing red, or you get so anxious that you can't think straight, take a second and focus on one thing that you can control. Whether you're driving and you focus on the road and the road only, okay? Whether you are walking somewhere, okay? You can control your pace. You can control your breathing. You can control where you go and and the route that you take. Focus on one thing that you can control in that moment. That is going to help you so much from overthinking and falling into a negative thought spiral. Focus on what you can control. When we start overthinking and worrying about things, more likely, well, more often than not, you're thinking about all these scenarios of things that could happen, right? And I know you do it because I do it. And I know I know plenty of people that do it. That we talk about it. So I know you do it too. Don't lie to yourself. Okay? You're not lying to me. I can't hear you right now. You're lying to yourself if you think that you're not someone that, that does that. We all do it. Okay? Even people that, you know, the, the big people in the um, personal development industry who live and breathe this stuff and have for 20 years, you know, they still struggle from time to time with overthinking and falling into that negative thought spiral. It's it's human to worry. But what I've found is that if you stop thinking those things and say to yourself, okay, what can I control right now? Because I can't control any of these things. I can't control what someone says. I can't control what someone does. You know, I can't control the weather. Um, You know, there's a plethora of things that you cannot control. But there's a much smaller list of things that you can. So if you can focus on one of those things and find the positive in it, I promise you it's going to make things so much easier for you. You're going to stop overthinking. It's going to help you when you're anxious to calm you down. And again, just like the whole finding silver lining, finding the positive in things, doing this takes practice. And after practicing this for several years now, I can get myself out of those negative thought spirals so much easier and so much quicker. Whereas before I would fall into something like that for days at a time, Now, you know, depending on what it is, it might be a couple hours, maybe even a couple minutes where I'm able to just snap myself out of it and be like, no, look, I'm not going to start overthinking this. 
Um, you know, there's other things I need to worry about right now. Let me focus on this. Okay, let me focus on a project. Let me focus on, you know, a blog post. Let me focus on recording a podcast. Let me focus on working out. Let me focus on going for a walk. You know, just focus on something other than whatever it is that's starting to make you overthink. We always fall into this pattern of thinking the worst case scenario. And 99% of the time, it really turns out good. It turns out great. Right? And we find that we worried for nothing. And I've done that to myself so many times that I finally had the awareness. I was like, well, shit. You know, I've been, I worry about so many things. And most of the time, those, those things don't come true. It turns out just fine. But here I am worrying myself, making myself sick because I'm so worried about something. When really I could have just said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. Right now, I'm going to focus on what's in front of me. I'm going to focus on this project. I'm going to focus on my kid. I'm going to focus on my spouse. I'm going to focus on this workout. Whatever it is. Focus on what you can control. Find one thing that you can control in that moment and do it. That was it. That was all I had for you guys. That was my last rule. I'm going to run through them again real quick. Number one, life is too damn short to be doing something that makes you miserable. Be happy. Do what's best for you. Put yourself first. Number two, you will never be liked by everyone. So just get over it. (laughs) And that's said with love, I promise. Number three, do your best to find the silver lining, find the positive in every situation. Number four, your reaction matters to others and to your future self. So pay attention to your reaction. And number five, focus on what you can control. Stop overthinking, stop falling into a negative thought spiral and focus on the one thing you can control. These are like the, my five most important things that I follow every single day so that I can live my most best life, my most be and be my most fierce self every single day. Start applying these things. See what works for you. Think about your own life's life circumstances and past experiences and what's happened to you. What have you learned? Make yourself some rules, make yourself, you know, a list of things that you want to live by so that you can be your best self. It doesn't have to be these things. It can be whatever you want. But the fact and the matter is that you have something that you can go off of. You have some kind of morals and you have some kind of intention in the way that you live your life. Having those things to fall back on makes it so much easier when you get to a point where you're like, wait, who the hell am I? Right? When people's thoughts and opinions start getting in your head and you forget who you are. Come back to your rules. Come back to your list. Come back to who you are. All right. That brings us to the conclusion. Thank you so much for joining in on this episode of the Be Fiercely You podcast. I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you next week. I love you and goodbye.